Welcome everybody to the first ever episode of the Taurus Tech Talk podcast here at the SG Taurus Company. I'm your host Matt LePan and we're going to do something a little different. You have our Taurus Talk podcast that you listen to and we give some technical stuff there but a lot more of the higher overarching issues in the HVAC industry. Here at Tech Talk we're getting down to the nitty gritty. We're having our technical support staff come in and go through common problems that a tech might face in the field and might call technical support for. Our technical support guys are Phil Valpe, who's our senior technical representative, and then technical service representatives Ken Gott and Mark Gunther, and then we're also going to include one of our territory managers, John Souza, who does training on the Cape. Today we have with us Phil Valpe, again our senior technical representative. Phil, thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks, Matt. Phil, as our senior technical representative, you've been with the company for a good amount of time here. Can you talk about your credentials, what you did before the SG Taurus company, what you've done since joining the company, and how our technical support team between yourself, Ken, and Mark, and even John on the Cape strive to kind of be different than other companies, and why the Taurus way is different than some of the other technical supports you might see. I started here in 1992 when we had approximately 10 employees in one branch. I was hired after running my own HVAC company for 25 years and had a lot of experience, but in the early 90s, it was time to move on and do something else. So I came with a tourist company. We've grown to multiple branches over the years because we've tried to service our customer and tried to bring our services as close to the customer as we can. As we opened branches, we needed more technical support. So we've expanded the technical support department Ken was hired and then Mark was hired and now John is on board and we're always hunting for good technical support. If you're interested, you can reach out info at sgtorus.com or check out our website, sgtorus.com. The technical support department here participates with the factories in doing extensive training for us so we can help you. Our goal is to make service and installation easier for you and to have the tools available for you to do it right the first time. We're going to talk today about the most common question we get on Mitsubishi units and that's setting up a branch box unit with a condenser and multiple air handlers inside. There are many configurations that this can be done in so we'll start out with the easiest setup first and that is setting up the outdoor condenser. The outdoor condensing unit has a printed circuit board on it that has a display along with multiple dip switches. These dip switches must be set in the correct position from the factory and you should check them before you energize the unit. The settings are based on the model number and the capacity and you should very easily find those inside the cover of the unit. Now, because these units require communication between the branch box inside and the condenser outside, they need to have addresses set so that they can talk to each other. And the first thing we do is set the address for the condenser. The normal address that we set for the condenser is address number 51. We set SWU2 at the outdoor unit to five. We set SWU1 at the outdoor unit to one. These are two rotary dials that are found along the top edge of the printed circuit board. Once we've set the address at 51 outside, 
we are going to go to the branch box inside. The branch box inside can be accessed by taking the cover off, going to the wiring section. In the wiring section, we will see two rotary dials similar to the condenser. Those rotary dials are labeled SW12 and SW11. On a single branch box system, we will set SW12 to zero. We will set SW11 to one. Once we've set the branch box to its correct address, in this case it was zero, one, we then must tell the branch box what air handlers are connected to what ports. And this is done on the branch box with switch number one or SW1. SW1 has six dip switches on it. Six dip switches represent the ports we are connecting air handlers to. Switch one, dip switch one is port A. Switch one, two is port B. Switch one, three is C. Switch one, four is D. And switch one, five is E. Switch one, six is not used in the US and we ignore that and leave it off. So if we have three air handlers connected to a branch box and they are connected to port A, B, and C, we will go to switch one and turn on dip switch numbers one, two, and three. That activates the branch box to recognize three air handlers connected. If we had a fourth air handler, we would switch on one, two, three, and four. And if we had five, we would switch on one, two, three, four, and five. Sometimes you may only put one or two air handlers on a branch box. And if you do that, you switch on the appropriate switch. For instance, if we had a three branch box and connected two units to B and C, we would switch on SW12 for B and SW13 for C. That gives us the ability now to recognize two air handles connected to the branch box. So that sets up a condenser and a branch box for one system. Every once in a while we will have a two branch box system, meaning our condenser outside will feed more than one branch box inside. That then has to be addressed with a different address. We still address the condenser outside at 51, and we still address the first branch box at 01. The second branch box gets addressed to a number that is one more than the total number of connected air handlers at the first branch box. For instance, if we have a first branch box with three air handlers and a second branch box with two air handlers, the first branch box will be addressed 01, and the second branch box will be addressed 04. We add one to the total amount of the air handles attached to the first branch box to set our address. So the address setting of 04 on a second branch box would be SW12 set to zero, SW11 set to four. Once we set the second branch box at four, we would then turn on SW1's dip switches to recognize the air handles that were attached. So if we were attached to A and B, we would turn on switch 1-1 and switch 1-2. So the overall picture is we have to 
address the outdoor unit at 51 and the indoor unit's first branch box at 01 and the second branch box at one more than the number of connected air handlers to the first branch box. That sets up the dip switches for our units. The next thing we have to do is connect the low voltage wiring from the branch box to the condenser. The prerequisite for this is the wire must be 16 to stranded shielded wire. There is no exceptions to that. We do not want 14 gauge, 12 gauge, or 18 gauge thermostat wire. It must be 16 to stranded shielded wire. When we attach it, we attach it to M1 and M2 at the branch box, and we attach it to M1 and M2 for the control at the condenser. Once we attach it to M1 and M2 to control the condenser, we must then take the shield portion of the shielded wire and attach it to the S terminal at the condenser. Once we've attached it to the S, we go to the installation packet and grab a six inch piece of wire that they supply you and attach it from the S terminal at the condenser to a green ground screw on the outside unit. Shielded cable should only be grounded at one end. That means this cable that we just installed will have a shield on the S terminal but no shield on the S terminal at the branch box. If you shield both ends of a shielded cable, the shield doesn't work and we will get induced voltage which will cause lots of problems with the communication. So we want to make sure this shielded wire is only 16-2 and it's shielded at the outdoor. So that's for one branch box. If we have two branch boxes, we will run the shielded cable as before from the condenser to the first branch box and then continue from M1 and 2 at the first branch box over to the M1, M2 of the second branch box. The splice should be done at the M1, M2 screws and the shield should be spliced so that it is continuous from the condenser all the way to the second branch box. We still do not want the shield to be touching ground on any of the branch boxes. So that sets up the wiring for the control on the branch box to the condenser. All right, so we've covered wiring and setting the switches on your branch boxes for a Mitsubishi unit. Tune into episode two, where Phil will take you through setting the charge to your branch boxes and finishing the process. And a reminder, you can listen to our Tech Talk podcast every Thursday here at the SG Taurus company. Go to sgtaurus.com backslash podcast. Phil, Ken, Mark, and John are here to help you at any time. You can call these guys if you have an emergency or if you see something that we haven't covered on the podcast. You can call our technical support hotline at 978-657-4768. And you'll be put into queue and talk to one of these great technical support guys. And if you have any suggestions for the podcast, things you'd like us to cover on Tech Talk, you can reach out to us with the hashtag Taurus Tech Talk, T-O-R-R-I-C-E, Tech Talk. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube. We want to thank you again for tuning in, and we'll see you next week on Taurus Tech Talk.